0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Lodge, where today we are discussing whether Tears of the Kingdom is worthy of Game of the Year. However, before we get into that, we gotta thank the amazing Sages of The Lodge. The beautiful names you see up on your screen right here are those who donate as little as $1 a month to keep my nonsense going, but as I always say to you guys, that's just a bonus. All I ask is that you're here to hang out, and hanging out with us today are two very special guests Listen, i am screen. joined You're by born of kokiri and princess kaiora so without further ado let's introduce them and here we go what's going on guys thanks for joining us today
1: yo hey all. so uh, hello born-
0: oh excuse me born of kokiri you've uh been here before so uh why don't you go ahead and um just introduce yourself and uh yeah, then pass it on to Kyora, and then we'll get into talking some Tears of the Kingdom.
1: Yeah! Um, yo, what's going on, homies? I go by Born of Kokiri, or Kokiri for short. I'm a huge fan of The Legend of Zelda. If it wasn't too obvious in relation to my name, I'm a full-fledged Zelda content creator on Twitch and YouTube, um, but other game series I focus on my Twitch channel are Banjo-Kazooie, Mario, and Kingdom Hearts. And I do a lot of voice acting and voice impressions.
0: Excellent. And uh then...
1: Kyora, this is your first time here.
0: So uh, how about you give the people an idea of what it is you do and uh, the, the origin behind your name, Princess Kyora.
2: Hello, everyone. So I'll start with the origin of my name. So my favorite series is Kingdom Hearts, and uh, Kyrie and Sora are my two favorite characters. So I thought, you know what? Let's just combine the two names, and that's where Kyora comes in, and the princess is... It, it, it originally started off as a reference to the fact that Kairi, who is actually my favorite, is a princess of heart. But it can kind of relate to the fact that I'm also a huge Zelda fan. Zelda's got a princess. Uh, I also I also love Final Fantasy. They, they got some royalty in there. I also love Disney. They've got plenty of princesses. So the princess can mean a lot of things. But, yeah, so that's the origin of my name. And as far as content creation goes, I've been streaming for a little more than a year. And I specialize in Pokemon challenge runs that make me want to rip my hair out. And I also stream uh, I also stream Kingdom Hearts, Zelda, and I've recently started streaming Final Fantasy. So, kind of slowly evolving into not just Kingdom Hearts, but Square Enix in general. And I also recently started doing YouTube, focusing on video essays and uh, reviews.
0: Excellent, and if you guys are looking to follow them, I've got them tagged in the episode title. Their links are in the description. So, listen, without further ado... When it comes to Tears of the Kingdom, I think before we dive into Game of the Year talk, and just so everybody knows, we're going to keep the first 30 to 40 minutes here pretty spoiler-free. In fact, you can rely on them being spoiler-free, but we're going to sound the alarm at some point, and that's when we're going full-blown spoilers. But I figure before we get into that ground, we can just talk about our general thoughts on the game, our general impressions, and then maybe give some of our takes on the combat and some of the other ways this game has evolved from Breath of the Wild. So whichever one of you wants to go first, what was your general reaction, not only in just playing the game, but finishing it as well? Like what kind of impression did
1: it leave you with? All right, um, uh, so I'll go ahead and be a gentleman and say ladies first.
2: Oh, thank you. Well, uh, the, uh, the, shor- the short ver- version is uh, I put 100 hours into that game in the first week. <laughs> <laughs> so they say I um, I was a little addicted to it, but yeah, like honestly, like even yeah I, I I thought the game was fantastic. I thought it I thought it absolutely lived up to the hype. It was absolutely worth the it was absolutely worth the worth the wait. And on an, and honestly, Tears of the Kingdom is a good reason why when games get delayed, we should be all like, okay, we get it instead of complaining. But that's just me. But yeah, generally speaking, yeah, it was it was fantastic. Uh, com- combat was great. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dungeons were great. Characters were great. Uh, the world. Oh my goodness, the world. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to go into too many details because I don't know if that would be considered spoilery. But yeah, the world. Holy moly. Yeah. Let's just say Nintendo did an amazing job of not showing everything in the in the trailer. And really? thank God they didn't. I was super glad they didn't show everything in, in the trailer because there were so many things that I was finding that I never saw coming. I was like, oh. My gosh, Nintendo, you you sickos. You did this, Nintendo. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Link is always classic. Uh, Zelda, love, love my girl Zelda. And Ganondorf, um, anyone, any of my friends or community members who might be watching this, they know me for the handsome Ganon emo. Do you guys know Ganon is total daddy for me in this game, so Ganondorf was great. Um, yeah, it was just great. It was just great. Honestly, like, the game of the year for me, and this is coming from someone who just finished Final Fantasy XVI. Tier- Loved Final Fantasy 16, but like, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is still game of the year for me.
1: Kokiri, you're up. Well, I would say, as like what Kai said, it this Tears of the Kingdom was absolutely worth the wait. Like honestly, I was praying for the best. So, like like Anuma and the rest of the team were gonna like give us some changes as to what we wanted that could fix a lot of things that breath of the wild had like in terms of like lack of dungeons and like bosses and all that stuff and i'm just grateful that you know that anuma and his team you know they listen you know and that's what mostly nintendo is known for you know they're known for mostly listening to the fans and giving us what we want but you know hyrule was so massive it felt so alive yeah there were some changes from what we kind of experienced through breath of the wild but The combat system was such a total game changer, but at the end of the day, um, upcoming pun intended, this game was so very breathtaking.
0: Yeah, you know, I'd echo a lot of both of your sentiments. Um, Just starting with it being worth the wait, right? Like six years is a long time to wait for a game, especially one that was announced as early as this. That said, you know, I almost didn't even feel it. You know, especially by the time the game dropped, everything just felt so complete. There were some performance issues when things got very crowded. But other than that, the game was really well polished. Everything was smooth. And like they improved on, I think this was a big deal for me, was that they improved on a lot of the stuff Breath of the Wild established, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, okay, this wasn't just a sequel. This was them saying, okay, how do we take what we've already done, but just do it better? Dial it up to a 12, you know? Um, I think the game did a really good job of that. I see we lost Coyota here. Maybe she'll just be able to jump back in. If not, we can fix that. But um, overall, I think what I would say is I'm not sure it's my game of the year, but I do believe it to be game of the year worthy. Oh, there you are. We lost you for a second there. Yeah, yeah,
2: sorry. I lost audio somehow. <laughs>
0: that, that's okay. You're good now? Yep, all good. Okay, great. Um, just to wrap up my thoughts, I guess, You know, I, I think the most important thing was, like I said, this improved on everything Breath of the Wild gave us, um, which is a big deal. Again, if you're going to do a direct sequel, that's going to share a lot of the same mechanics and aesthetics and even just the world itself. And I think what was most impressive was i kaiora i think you brought this up kokiri you might have too but just Mm -hmm. that the the trailers showed us nothing like next to nothing like and we can we can talk about this right like they um Mm -hmm. they showed us the skies they showed us all the sky islands in the trailers but they didn't show us anything about the depths and the depths were better in my opinion anyway maybe we can get into that but i thought the depths were better than the sky I don't know if you two have any thoughts on that, but that's what surprised me the most. Was, you know, I was expecting to again explore the skies. I, I, that was a given, but once I saw we had all this underground terrain and the way you had to navigate it, I was like, oh man, I didn't see this coming. And it's like it was a case of giving me something I wanted without me even knowing I wanted it.
2: Hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. Like the like like you know the game opens up with you technically going into the depths, but and, you know I, you know when I was playing I thought okay you know we're going underground high roll you know that's about it mm-hmm. and then you get to that first main quest uh, I, I think it's the one where you uh, where you get your camera and on uh, on the pura pad and stuff like that and then you go all the way into the depths and I'm like oh my gosh this is this looks like an alien planet Nintendo you crazy bastards <laughs> oh my gosh like yeah it was nuts and I th- and you know the more I explored it the more I, w- I was just like, "Holy crap! Holy crap! Holy crap!" And I'm, all, and I have some slight PTSD from uh, from from the depths because of two words, gloom hands. I have PTSD from those things. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, first time, the, for, the first time I see them, and I, and you know, you know, they're very very reminiscent of the floor masters. I think, okay, they're floor masters, and all of a sudden they're chasing you, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh!" Yeah, they're the the stuff of nightmares. They're the source of my nightmares now. Thank you very much, Nintendo. Thank you, Aonuma. I hope you're happy.
0: (laughs) Well, for me, I know it's like, maybe this is just because I grew up during the N64 era, like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask were my first Zelda games. But it's like, I always feel like Zelda's at its best when it's got a little bit of horror. You know what I mean? When there's a little bit of horror like imbued in the Zelda formula, there's something about that that just thrives to me that just connects and to me that's something the series had been missing again it's a very particular taste twilight princess had a little bit of it but they haven't had it like the depths where like you don't know what you're where you're going a lot of the time especially in the beginning kai you brought it up being chased by gloom hands you know just constant obstacles that you don't have very many ways of defending yourself against and the fact that you just can't see just a natural inclination to be a little bit scared of darkness. So it's like, I thought it was just really cool because I think this game had a lot of callbacks to previous Zelda games. But, you know, again, just, I was one person, I don't know about you guys, I was a little bit nervous about having to explore Hyrule a second time because I played Breath of the Wild twice and got all 120 shrines twice. So I was like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to make me enjoy exploring the same terrain again and they pulled it off just by adding a few things here and
1: there you know what i mean i don't know how did you guys feel about Mm -hmm. that um well you know like you know as you know i was as kai was saying earlier like you know you know i was surprised like with everything was going on like you know like for me personally like i'm glad that that anuma and his team like they kept a lot of things secretive like like not giving us too much detail but for us to be us the fans to be surprised like the chasms and everything else like like holy crap it was like a total game changer like so many things to explore like some things throughout hyrule that we didn't recognize from breath of the wild you know Mm -hmm. like it was just like a total game changer and i was like i'm like anuma you and your team did not do this And honestly you know, I want to take a quick second to go back to this. Mm-hmm. Um, this was at the Game Awards in back in 2017 when they won Game of the Year. Uh, I remember what Anuma said in his speech is that he said in his speech that he wanted to keep on and go back into putting much harder work into the Zelda games. And from that speech, he delivered. So I owe a lot of props to Mr. Anuma for delivering that speech and giving the fans what he wanted from that speech back in the Game Awards 2017.
2: Yeah. I'll be honest. I know there were a lot of fans that were concerned about like reusing the same high role. I might be in the minor in the fact that like, I wasn't worried. I wasn't worried a bit, and I'll tell you why. Majora's Mask exists, and that is a very good example of how Nintendo was able to take assets that existed from Ocarina of Time... And basically make something completely new, completely unique, and to some, completely you know, to some a lot better than Ocarina of Time. For some,
0: I'm one of those some.
2: Yeah, yeah. So 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 I feel like if they were able to take basically, um, if they were able to take all of Ocarina of Time's assets and make something new and new and unique and wonderful out of it, then they could totally they totally were going to be able to do the same thing with Tears of the Kingdom. And the fact that they have more power and t- and technology to work with because here's the, here's the thing. Breath of the Wild was originally developed for the Wii U, and so and, mm. and I feel like I could be wrong. I don't know specs. I'm not a tech person, but I'm I'm gonna gauge a guess that the Switch is at least a little more powerful than the Wii U. At, at least that's what I'd like to believe. I could be wrong. I like to believe that the Switch it, is, it at, is,
0: but it's not that much more powerful. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't know. I feel I feel like because they're not developing for the Wii U, like they had they had a little a little extra power that they could work with, so they could add add more onto it.
0: Yeah, they definitely pushed it to its limit. Like, oh yeah, because like Breath of the Wild was another game that had its share of performance issues here and there, but I feel like Tears yeah. of the Kingdom actually performed a little better. That could just be my anecdotal, yeah. you know, review on it, but. I do think it performed a l- definitely a little bit better. It looked better. I'll tell you that. Like, it yes. looked better. The lighting, right? Right. It looked so nice. Um, the cutscenes to me, looked a lot smoother. Um, mm-hmm. I felt the localization was better. I think there's so much that it did better than Breath of the Wild. There's some things I think Breath of the Wild did better, but we can't mm-hmm. really get into that until we get into spoiler ter- territory. Um, yeah. Yeah. But just when it comes to like the game itself and the experience of playing the game, not necessarily the voice acting or the story, like they really ramped it up from Breath of the Wild. Um, personally, I think I like Tears of the Kingdom better than Breath of the Wild. I don't know yet. I don't think I've had enough time with the game. But, you know, it was really impressive what they were able to pull off. They made the combat better. That was a big deal to me. Because I think I think Breath of the Wild's combat was good, but I felt like it was lacking, especially for around the time it came out. This game, it didn't... Just by the weapon system alone being a complete overhaul, not a complete overhaul, but more like an upgrade, just by the weapon system alone, and them insisting more on flurry rushes, counters, perfect dodges, like really incentivizing those and letting the player know like, hey, this is... This is how the combat is done. Yeah, you can get away with making powerful weapons and just spamming the hit button, you know, and then eating some food to recover when you get hit. But the game, again, does really incentivize you to learn its tricks, learn to parry, learn to do your perfect dodges and your flurry rushes. You know, it's. I think it was also insisting more on what it already was and encouraging the player to go a little deeper. I think to me, that's one of the best things this game did.
2: Mhm. No, yeah, I agree. I know with Breath of the Wild, like one of the biggest criticisms that everybody can agree on is that they don't like they they don't like the fact that your weapons break. But the thing with Tears of the Kingdom is like yeah, the weapon the weapon breaking is still in there, but with, but with the new creation mechanic, it 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 almost doesn't matter because because part of the fun is crafting these new weapons figuring mm-hmm. out okay what can i make if i fuse these two together so it's almost like they saw it's almost like the developers saw okay we okay we can't get rid of the breaking system because you know that's just you know the world you live in you're in the wild you know you're you know your, mm-hmm. your weapons are going to break it's inevitable but yeah. you know but yeah but you know let's give let's give the players more incentive to try New, new new weapons so now instead of just oh my stick broke now you could be like okay oh, hey, there's a rock let me fuse a rock to the to this thing and make a giant hammer
0: yeah again just again more insisting upon its gameplay of like encouraging the player because you're right like don't get me wrong i really didn't have a problem with breath of the wild's weapon system i have one issue and that's at the this is both the breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom it's at the freaking Master Sword needs to be charged more than an iPhone.
1: And I, I, I'm <laughs> fine. I,
0: I'm perfectly fine with the Master Sword needing to be recharged, but it, it should last... So this is just me, and maybe it's a pet peeve, but it should last longer. It should feel like a legendary weapon, you know? But I feel like it just needs to be recharged as often as a normal as weapon th- breaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that would just be my one complaint, because I think it would also make... Feeling like you got the Master Sword, like you really accomplished something. But in both games, especially when I'm in the post game, I just end up avoiding using the Master Sword so I don't have to go back and recharge it. You know? So that would just
2: That be- awkward moment when your Master Sword breaks when you're in the middle of the final boss and you're like, oh shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kind of needed this.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Master Sword, now's not the time to be taking a nap. Wake
0: up, V. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not
0: the time to nap. <laughs> But, but honestly, I think you bring up a good point. I think they solved a lot of people, and I don't know, maybe either one of you guys had, like didn't like the weapon breaking system, but they seemed to create a remedy for it. So where it was like, look, so long as you explore and gather materials, you always have powerful weapons. Cause you can just fuse like all these, you know, bacoblin parts and things you find in caves, diamonds. Yeah. You can just throw a diamond yep. on a stick and it's one of the yes. most powerful weapons in the game. There you go. You know? Yeah. I,
1: Diamond to an arrow.
2: Yeah. When mm-hmm. I first played Breath yes. of the Wild, I, yeah, when I first played Breath of the Wild, I didn't really like it at first, but like Breath of the Wild, like I, I love the game nowadays, but there was a little growing pains with Breath of the Wild for me personally cuz I did not have experience with open world games. Breath of the Wild might as well have been my first true open world game. So there was a lot of stuff I wasn't used to. Like I wasn't used to like dying instantly when i jump off a cliff which that literally Mm -hmm. happened to me my first minute the first second i go jump off a cliff expecting to roll over like typically (laughs) nope (laughs) so yeah 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 the weapon breaking system i didn't like it at first i thought it was really annoying but a lot of that had to do with the fact that in the beginning of the game you can only use like sticks and clubs stuff that breaks after like two minutes so Mm -hmm. i'm just like wait for real so yeah i didn't like it at first but but the more that i started getting like the better weapons like I, i started appreciating more and i start and i and I got it. I understood why they did it like it makes sense. link is in the wild he's not gonna suddenly have this badass sword you know he's gotta he's basically gotta survive he's in the wild he's basically a wild boy right now he's gotta survive
0: yeah he's got a little bit of Tarzan in him gotta make it worth <laughs> wear a cloth around your waist and just make that shit work
2: i i I do my gorilla impression, but I used all those points on smash last night <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> But I thought they handled um, resetting Link really well. You know, I always wonder how you pull that off in video game sequels. How do you, like, reset the character that you... Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, exactly. Kingdom Hearts. Put him to (laughs) sleep. Kill him off. You'll make it work.
2: I lost my memory. I lost my strength. I I, I was asleep for one year.
0: Yeah, and, and then with Link, it's like, a demon grabbed me and sucked all the vitality out of my soul. I lost my arm. <laughs> For real. I got amputated and had the vitality literally sucked out of my soul. That was nuts. Like this is the
2: first time I think we've had Link act ag- with an actual like like actual like injury that had that has like that had like some consequence to him. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever seen like mm-hmm. have some sort of like battle damage to him where it's like, oh That's a crap good point. like yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm like, as soon as I saw, as soon as they're like, yeah, Link, yeah, you, yeah, basically, I got to do this or else you're, you know, you're going to lose your arm. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, how dare you? I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know, this might, I don't know, this might make me sound like a psycho or something like that, but I don't know. I feel like the idea of like video game protagonists or even just protagonists in general, like losing a body part or something like that in the heat of battle. I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a, just a, a good way to demonstrate their strength and it's good development for them. Like learning to overcome um, a, a weakness that could be relatable to even a lot of people who have, who have, who have been through that, like whether it was through a car accident or, you know, maybe they were in the military, lost something through that. So yeah, I've ever saw some of protagonists that have some sort of like injury that could inhibit them, but instead they find a way around it. Or in the case of Link, he gets help from, like, some mythical, like, force.
0: Yeah, and it demonstrates that there's going to be consequences for actions. Go ahead, Kokiri.
1: No, I was going to say with the whole arm thing, I feel like, you know, like, there probably might have been a reference to that with the whole losing arm thing um, to another Zelda game that's not been featured in the game, but um, in one of the mangas, and that was in Twilight Princess um because um just want to go real quick um i remember why like, because you know because i've read all of them uh it was in issue one and it was during the scene like from, from beginning of twilight princess to where king Baldwin actually attacks um the ordon spring to where you know he strikes down Ilya and and link and so but in that scene link actually loses his his, his left arm until it actually comes back what oh damn yeah 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 link the hero twilight loses his arm in the first issue of the manga just right for a few seconds until like the like um i think it's like the light spirit ordon actually gives him like his arm back and like until he you know link discovers the you know the twilight realm like like at the beginning of twilight princess in the game somebody
2: on the development team was reading the mangas
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes
0: that's interesting That's maybe that was a callback or maybe like, yeah, that like you said, Kai, they were reading the manga. They're like, we got to do this. This is hardcore. Speaking of hardcore. (laughs) And while we're on the topic at the beginning of this game, I just want to say um, probably the strongest beginning to any Zelda game ever. Honestly, I don't know if you guys felt that, but just that descending into the cavern, walking alongside Zelda and like, again, this is the very beginning of the game. So we can we we can discuss this a little bit, but just descending the cavern with Zelda mm-hmm. holding the torch. She's kind of lecturing about the zonai. Like, I don't know. There was just something so like I said, I like my Zelda games with a little spin of horror on them. And just seeing mm-hmm. that from the get go, I was like, Oh boy, it's happening. It's happening, yeah. isn't it? I gotta say
2: I, I gotta say this like like Landy, I don't know if you know this. Kokiri already knows about this because mm-hmm. I won't shut up about it. But my favorite Zelda of all time is A Link to the Past. And so when okay. when during this opening, when they're when they're when they're going underground through Hyrule Castle, I immediately thought, Oh my gosh, this is just like Link to the Past. Because Link to the Past, you open yeah. up dark side, you're breaking a Hyrule Castle, and you're you're escaping through Hyrule Castle sewers. Obviously, they weren't in the sewers, but they might as well. Have, they were still underground. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is just like Link to the Past. And then Zelda talked about the. In *Prison war I was like, oh, they did it! They referenced it! They referenced it! Thank you, thank you, thank you!" Like any references to link to the past, because I feel like it's one of those Zelda games where it's like you either know it or you don't know it. And I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it kind of gets lost sometimes among the three D entries, which I can't blame it. It's a two D entry, and it was only the third game that came out. So, so, so unless you grew up with the Super Nintendo. Like, 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 there's a good chance you, you, uh, there's a good chance you didn't play it. So, but yeah, so any references, I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you, Numa. So yeah, my inner Link to the Past fangirl was like going nuts over this opening. I was like, yes, yes, yes.
0: Yeah, you know, A Link to the Past is interesting because I feel like pre Breath of the Wild, A Link to the Past had a major influence on how Mm -hmm. all those 3D games were made like it was the last it was like on it wasn't the last of the 2D games cuz you have like Oracle of Seasons Oracle of Ages Link Between Worlds yep. and all that but it was yep. the last like major Zelda before 3D kicked in and even though 3D is 3D those games the way they were structured was still modeled after Link to the Past yep
2: yeah i will always argue that like that like yeah Ocarina of Time was revolutionary for like, for like for like the 3D adventure genre but I, but i always argue that link to the past was more revolutionary for zelda as a series because um, mm-hmm. because a lot of a lot of the tropes and a lot of the formula and a lot of the basically the I, link to the past laid the foundation and the blueprint for all major zeldas going forward like they were the one who started the whole hey go go to the first three dungeons some crap the crazy crap happens go get the master sword Go to the go go to the go either throughout the rest of Hyrule or go to the dark version of Hyrule. You know, go do go do more dungeons and then beat Ganon's ass. Like they started that. A lot of a lot of items were introduced, like Hookshot. Everyone loves everyone loves the Hookshot. Uh, Hook hookshot, hookshot was introduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Magic Meter was introduced. No, never mind. Magic Meter was Zelda 2 technically. So yeah, I can't mm-hmm. yeah can't list them off my head. But yeah, I I would argue that Link to the Past was the game. That basically laid the foundation that all Zelda games followed afterwards.
0: Yeah, there's no denying that because, you know, even it's funny because like even all the way up to Link Between Worlds, right? Which was like I think that's their last 2D entry, technically speaking. Um,
1: yeah, it's like around there, but also I think it was actually, um, I think it was Triforce Heroes so that was also 2D.
2: And eh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that, that is true. That's like, true. We don't talk about it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, unless you can, unless you want to count the Link's Awakening remake, but I don't know if that really counts as their last 2D zone because like, it was a remake. But yeah, I think a Link Between Worlds was their last game that they made from scratch. But I don't know. Didn't that? did they? Didn't that game start off as a remake of Link to the Past, and they just started, decided to make it into a new game?
0: Yeah, it started that way. But very, I feel like it was very early in development. They were like, "Hey, let's." To actually, just take this to the next level,
2: yeah. Considering they already had like they are they'd already done an operator time remake and they were most likely working on the Majora's Mask remake at the same time, it's like, guys, we we do This system should not we should not have three Zelda remakes on the 3DS, we need something new.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're coming up, we're on 33 minutes now. I want to give a little more time before we get into spoilers, yeah. Of so, course. I guess. Without giving anything away, what was your guy's favorite gameplay addition to Tears of the Kingdom that either wasn't in Breath of the Wild or got elevated from Breath of the Wild?
1: Um, for me, I want to say um, I really loved the new addition to the arm mechanics. Pretty much. Hmm. All his like I yeah, really- his powers. Yeah, his powers just really change everything. Like, yeah, I was a little bit upset, you know, that we didn't get our Sheikah Slate abilities like Stasis, Remote Bombs, Magnesis, all that stuff. But I really like how they kind of implemented the new powers like Ultra Hand and Recall and Ascend and kind of like implemented it a little bit more, like how Ultra Hand is kind of like, you know, like the new Magnesis, how Recall's like our new Stasis, like even like the ability to like go like ascend by going up into like ceilings and like going into higher places that we've never been to before, like like again like the, like Link's new powers with the new hand ability was such a total game changer. And like I feel like that what Anuma and his team were going for is that they wanted us to like go all out go out out into this massive sandbox where we can do like just like in Breath of the Wild we can do. Anything or just go anywhere we want just with these new hand powers. Like, hey, you want to lift that up over there? Go use ultra hand. Hey, mm-hmm. you want to go ahead and like recall something that fell from the sky? Use that power right there. Hey, did you ever think about you might want to climb that ceiling right there? Why don't you use a Go affair? But at the end of the day, like Link's new hand powers was just absolutely extraordinary. And like, even though, yeah, I, I will miss, of course, you know, the new. I mean, our old, you know, abilities like remote bombs, etc. But you know, this is this will definitely do for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of with Kokiri on this one. I think the Ultra, I, I, I think, I think the new powers with the uh, with the Ultra hand really were what were they were basically what what made this game such a successful sequel to Breath of the Wild. Because I feel like if they brought back I I feel like if it was just to the candy brought back all the powers that you they would had from the Sheikah slate, I don't think this game would not have been as much fun and I don't mm. think it would have been as successful as a sequel because to make a good sequel, I feel like you 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 need you need to expand the world and you need to give players new places to go. And I feel like if if they had not added like the crea- the uh the ultra the, uh, the the creation mechanic or the fusion mechanic or the Oh gosh, the rewind mechanic. Basically, basically, if they didn't add those new powers. Then it literally would have felt just like Breath of the Wild. I will. Rem- I the only thing I honestly, the only thing I missed from Breath of the Wild was the remote bombs. That's the only thing I missed, and that's because I was too lazy to go farm bomb flowers. So, <laughs> um, guilty. I'm too lazy to go. I hate farming materials. Ask Valkyrie. She sat with me during Cage One during the pandemic while I farmed materials for the ultimate weapon, and it drove me nuts. I'm lazy like that. But yeah, I miss the remote bombs. But yeah. the, the the new tools oh my gosh as an artist the creation mechanic (laughs) that gave me all this power and and the thing is i don't know i don't know how how many i don't know i don't know all who have anyone who's talked about this but the fact the puzzles were so heavily like designed around this it really forced you to think like Mm -hmm. i felt like the i felt like the puzzles in like the shrines were like they they were way more creative yep. for that for that very reason they were more clever. Whereas in Breath of the Wild the shrines it was like you had your powers it's like okay I gotta lift this magnetic thing or okay I gotta freeze this thing and just wham it you know oh hey there's a crack doll I just gotta blow I got I just gotta blow shit up but but yeah I just yeah I just felt like the puzzles like they like it literally they literally felt like a puzzle like you walked into a shrine they gave you the pieces the pieces are all laid out for you and they're like all right go to work figure this out and you had to experiment and there were times where you messed up and you would get frustrated but oh my gosh when you finally got it, it, it you felt like the smartest person in the world like, <laughs> 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 like I, I always like i would say my family always say it i don't think with the left side of the brain i always think with the right side of the brain so there are so many times where i feel like i miss out on like something that's common sense so with these puzzles like anytime i get up they're like yes i'm not dumb i got it i got it yes
0: I got to say, I just had a very weird synchronicity with you there because I was just about to say, um, you know, historically, Zelda has been a very, like, you know, like you were bringing up left brain, right brain. Like, historically, Zelda's always been very analytical. Like, as you're getting through a uh, Zelda game, it is way more analytical than it is imaginative. You need to use that side of your brain way more than the imagination. But with Mm -hmm. Tears of the Kingdom and all these new mechanics... It took both sides of the brain. You had to be as imaginative as you were analytical. And I think there's something very special about that when it comes to their not only gameplay design, but their puzzle design. And I also want to give a major shout out to Taylor Green, who just dropped a $7 super chat on us, who says Zelda is a top tier series alongside Kingdom Hearts. Tears of the Kingdom is so lore heavy, and I love it. Love the content, man. Keep it up. Taylor Green, I'll be keeping it up. Thank you very Thank you. much for that super chat. And Thank you. This is Thank you. Clearly, a man with a refined palate. or Taylor is a gender-neutral name. Man, woman, whatever you be, you are. <laughs> you have a very, very cultured palate, having love for both Kingdom Hearts and Zelda. So you are in the right place. Um, but with that said, yeah, like it was just so crazy to me that it was like they took the thing about Zelda that made it special, and just elevated it to a new degree where it's like they gave Link these new mechanics that allowed the people who designed the puzzles to really get creative with it and allow for creative solutions. Like, and there was a little bit of that in Breath of the Wild, but in Tears of the Kingdom, I felt like every puzzle, there were probably multiple ways to solve them, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... I forgot to mention
2: that. That's what I was thinking because 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 um, after I finished the game, because I finished the game in like a week. So that was so one of the reasons why I wanted to finish the game in a week was so that way was because I knew a lot of friends were streaming it and I wanted to watch and support the homies. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the game finished, I went and I went and watched some streams. I'd watched them do, do a shrine that I did, and they did it completely different. I still got it. I was like, What? I did it <laughs> completely wrong. Or oh my gosh, I did that completely different. My favorite thing, my favorite thing, like, I don't know, I feel like the next time the next time I play this game, my challenge is gonna be is gonna be is gonna be to solve the puzzle in the sloppiest and cringiest way possible. So, it, so it's like you know you have a lot of those railings. So like the sky and some of the shrines. It's like you know typical. Get a minecart, pu- you know, attach some hooks to it, put it on. I'm gonna be like, no, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna i I'm gonna make this really cursed looking cart and try and, and and try and ride it across the railings and see if I could make it. And I feel like that's the kind of creativity that the developers want 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 the players to, to to have with this. Like, I feel like the developers, they didn't want to have just one solution. They wanted to have multiple solutions. Like,
0: I'm almost afraid, now that you bring that up, I'm almost afraid that we're never going to get this freedom again because within 24 hours of this game being out, all the internet was filled with was, like, wooden robot penises exploding. Like, that's what people were doing with this game. So I feel like Nintendo is just never going to give us this freedom again they were like what have we done we wanted them to do like what you just said Kai figure out things in wonky ways do ridiculous stuff get as creative as possible and just the most absurd nonsense that I 100% indulged in by the way was put up on the internet within 24 hours so it's like we might want to enjoy this while it lasts because again we we may never get that level of freedom ever again
2: Yeah, I love that like, like Tears of the Kingdom, like they were building this up as this, like. Work of art that's gonna be like darker, more story heavy. You know, it's a really hyped up sequel. And then, it, and then it becomes the meme of uh, the, 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 the the memeiest Zelda game of all time. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, oh no, the developers, they've, they've given the internet too much, they've given us too much power. Exactly. Um, <laughs> my favorite one that I saw as a Christian, like, the, the, this actually cracks me up. But, I, but like, I've seen this. Where someone has posted this might be eh, I don't th- I don't think this is considered spoilers, but it has to do with Koroks.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. God, one, yes! Oh
2: my. Go, Kyrie! You might you, you might see this coming because you and I we're, we're both Christians. My favorite one is them them sticking a Korok onto a crucifix, and I'm just like I don't know whether to laugh at this or be a. Bended, but oh
1: no! I'm,
2: like, oh <laughs> 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 I'm just like oh Numa. What have you done?
0: <laughs> you can me. That's what. That's what I mean. Like they're they're gonna look at those. And personally, I saw the same one. I probably watched it ten times. They're gonna look at all this and go, so never again, right? Like, like never, never again. again.
2: Never again. I can't be trusted oh, with you're this. Not allowed to do this again. You are not allowed
0: to do this again. No. <laughs> Yep. so look we are uh, almost 45 minutes in perhaps it's time for us to get into story and spoiler territory so sounding the alarm what? 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 we are in what? spoiler territory the
1: alarm okay no we're we, not
0: saying we, 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 i had to <laughs>
1: all right so uh
0: who wants to go first general take on the story and the plot i want to hear your thoughts
1: Oh boy. Okay, since story and lore is kind of my my cup of tea, I'll take it from here and leave the wind. And Kai, you can, you can. I'll pass you the torch.
2: Sure, sure, sure. I got my popcorn ready. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. Let's let's take a dive. I'm ready. So, this story was completely something else. Like when I first got into the story and the beginning of Breath of Tears of the Kingdom, you know, I was I was all high for it, but there is a lot of things that I have a lot of questions about. And this was something when Zelda was talking about the imprisoning war, which of course for any Zelda veterans, we all know that this is the this uh, the imprisoning war is a reference to what started the fallen timeline aka link to the past all the way to Zelda 2. And you know, a lot of people still speculate like how Breath of the Wild is like a big connection to like all three, all three timelines separately, like how this connects here and here, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, what kind of really gets my brain faking in terms of story is, um, I think I'm okay to say this right now, but I kind of want to talk about Ru for a second, the, the, yeah. the king of Hyrule. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want to talk about him, because he mentioned before that he was, like him and Queen Sonia, they were the king and queen of Hyrule. And around that time, I was like, huh? Because, um, because story wise, you know, Skyward Sword was the one that started the whole trend to where uh, the surface actually had no name. And it didn't even have a name. Of course, it became known as Hyrule, all because in reference to the goddess Hylia herself. And I had a lot of thinking about it because, like, um, another game that takes place after Skyward Sword. Um, was Minish Cap, and that's when they, you know, the Kingdom of Hyrule is fully established. Uh, they had their very first Princess Zelda in the timeline, and they had two kings in the, inside that game. Like, they had one deceased king named King Gustav, um, who passed away, like, like, centuries ago, and then now you have this other king, who's Princess Zelda's father, um, King Daltis. So I'm just like... What happened to those kings? Where did these two come from? You know like 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 wait, like, where's King Gustav from, and where King Dalt is from Minishkap where about what about them? So this kind of had my brain thinking a lot as like you know like man, you know, I don't know what's going on anymore,
2: <laughs> you know what Go. if oh, I was gonna say, if I can interject here um what if this is just a major what if and this might feel this might seem a little left field but whatever if, what if they create another split timeline from skyward sword or like if like if, if if like link or zelda dies or something like that then this is what happens and that's what breath of the wild happens or i don't know what if there's another split timeline see, from Skyward see, Sword, I, breath of the Wild comes in
0: i'm in a different school of thought guys i think the old timeline's gone i think skyward sword is a reset button and it may not even be skyward sword the only reason i would say skyward sword especially now that we're in spoiler territory there were a lot of callbacks to fee so i don't mm-hmm. know if that yep. means skyward yep. sword is canon or just fee is canon again that remains to be seen but either skyward yep. Yep. sword or breath of the wild to me clearly reset the timeline cuz like even in the case of rauru rauru previously was a man you know like, think about yeah. his Ocarina of Time appearance. He was just like an old, wizardly-looking man in a robe. Now he's a yeah. Zonai, and... He evolved from a goat. He
1: <laughs> he's a goat man.
0: He's a goat man now. That's <laughs> a new you thing. I guess you can say he was
1: quite the goat. I think,
0: <laughs> I, think the, I think the timeline's been completely reset. I think if there's any way of tying these timelines together, it's because the Zonai, like, reset the timeline, or, like, usurped the timeline, right? They're, they're obviously associated with time travel powers, you know, be it with the kingdom's tears and stuff. So it wasn't come out with the third, with the third game in the breath of the wild world. And every sense of the a time. Like... Yes. Yeah, something. And I don't know, like what are the Zonai? are they aliens? Cause think about the way Ganondorf talked about him. He was like, so your kind showed up kind of built all this and established it. And then everybody left, but you and your sister Rauru, isn't that a little weird, you know, like, Mm. there's there, there's a lot going on there but to me it's just it's obvious we're in a whole new timeline i think the old yep. timeline stuff is done because i think let's be honest maybe i'm wrong maybe you guys know more than i do but i feel like the fans invented that timeline and then yeah. the Zell like nintendo's like okay how do we make this work i don't think nintendo from the beginning was making these games to be in a congruent timeline yeah, I just think I, along the way they were like, "Hey, the fans want this," and somewhere along the way, be it Skyward Sword or Breath of the Wild, they were like, "Okay, let's do this, but let's start over and like just do this from here on out."
2: Yeah, I kind mm-hmm. of almost feel like like originally like Zelda was was supposed to be you know kind of similar to Final Fantasy, where like every game it's a different version of Link and a different version of Hyrule. Well, actually, no, that's not even entirely correct either because originally. Because I remember originally in interviews, uh, Miyamoto, you know, talking about like you know, Zelda Two was a sequel to Zelda One. A Link to the Past was a prequel. Then, of Time was a prequel to that. So I feel like they, I feel like they wanted mm-hmm. to do something. I, I feel like they wanted to have the Zelda games connect originally, but then they did time travel and of Time, and that just completely like threw everything off. And so, and I, and I don't know. I yeah, I feel like they. They wanted to try and keep everything connected, but they also wanted to get creative because they didn't want the series to get stale. So they were kind of, they're kind of between a rock and a hard place. It's like, okay, you want to keep these stories connected, but you want to innovate. You know, with Wind Waker, you know, they wanted to flood the whole place. You know, uh, with, with Twilight Princess, you know, Wind Waker didn't didn't really do so well. So they are like, okay, let's go back to, you know, what everyone loved in Ocarina of Time. You know, let's let's borrow a lot of elements from there. Let's make it darker. And so, yeah, I, I feel like they tried to, and then they finally just gave up on, in the, on it. And they're like, okay, you know what? Let's just let's just start over. Let's just start over. That's where Skyward Sword comes in, and then and then Breath of the Wild follows up because, yeah, of all the Zelda games that that, ha- that have that Breath of the Wild and Tears of the King reference the most, it's Skyward Sword. It's Skyward Sword more
1: more like more vertically.
2: yeah. So yeah, I yeah I'm I'm with you on that, Landy. Like I didn't think about that until and, and, but yeah now that you bring it up like it, it it totally makes sense it totally makes sense i feel like nintendo realized you know this is getting out of hand this, yes. is, yeah, this is getting out of hand.
0: like raru tipped it off <clears throat> raru tipped it off for me like once i saw Roru was a goat man i'm like okay this is this is a whole new direction that they've done and mm-hmm. then you know it kind of pulls itself together because like they reference other games right but i feel like they didn't they're almost like winks and nods You know, it's not quite in the way Skyward Sword was. I do want to read a message from Taylor Greene who says, I'd like to say, I feel like details in Zelda can be perceived as an alteration to story, as if these games are stories explained with changes in specifics between storytellers. Yeah, like the legend of Zelda is like a giant game of telephone. And (laughs) like every installment is a different storyteller's take on it. You know?
2: And then the and then and then the link in the latest part of the timeline. He's just like, wait, what the heck happened? All this, those- <laughs> what? How did we get here? Yeah, yeah. As far as the story goes, I I got more into the story of this one. I feel like I feel like the plot was just I don't know something about Breath of the Wild story. I feel like it just it felt a little disjointed. Where it, whereas mm. I feel like the plot of Tears of the Kingdom, it felt. More connected because even if you got the tears, even if, if, if you get which yeah. Yeah, so spoilers, so basically the plot happens similarly to, to Breath of the Wild where instead of collecting memories, you're collecting the tear the, the dragon's tears. And I think it's I just I feel like the events were more connected mm-hmm. and it just you know, if you watch all the cutscenes in order, obviously you can find them out of order, but but yeah, even even if you found them out of I don't know, I like I kind of almost wish like, like this is kind of going into like a little nitpicky territory. I kind of almost wish they kind of programmed the game so that way, no matter which tier you find in which part of the world, like you're finding the tiers in order. I, I kind of wish they did that. But, but even if they didn't, I still felt like the met. I still felt like the cutscenes they just connected better than they did in Breath of the Wild. I feel like Breath of the Wild was a little disjointed at times.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Here's how I kind of see it. Um Breath of the Breath of the Wild, in my opinion, had better character arcs, but Tears of the Kingdom had a better overall plot. Like the plot mm-hmm. of Tears of the Kingdom is it's really cool, man. And like, as for finding them out of order, I'm such a dweeb that when you find the first one and you dive into that temple with Impa, they're all yep. on the wall in order. So I just jotted down like what each item was for each number. You know? Like, oh, I <laughs> Yeah, I'm such a dewey by John it down. So that when I found it on the map, I was like, Am I up to that one? I'm like, Yes, go, go, go. So hey, <laughs> so like the plot was really good, but I have to say, and I hope, you know, in the next game they can get this right. Tears of the Kingdom's plot was incredible. But none of the characters really have transformative arcs. Whereas in Breath of the Wild, Zelda has in my opinion perhaps the strongest arc in the whole series. And yes. like what I mean by yeah. that is like the Zelda you get in the end game of Breath of the Wild is totally transformed from the Zelda whose memories you're recovering. The Zelda whose memories you're recovering at the start of the story, she she's insecure, she doesn't believe in herself or her ability to harness his power. She's desperate and she's pleading, she's rebellious, and she's also kind of a brat. You know, she's saying, tell my father I do not need an escort and stop following me. And then like, <laughs> <excuse my friend. laughs> hey, princess. Yeah, exactly. But then but then, by the end of the story, she emerges from the light and she's in this white robe. And I swear the first time I played it, I got chills and I was crying when she puts her hand up, looking so sure of herself, like ready to harness that power and seal Ganon. It was just so transformative. And I think it's just yeah. one of the strongest arcs in the series, but going on tears of the kingdom, which I think had a better plot when it comes to character arcs, everyone is kind of the same at the end that they were in the beginning. Like that's the Riju I met. That's the tool. And I met the Zelda yeah. at the end is like the same Zelda that was in the caverns with me. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I would agree with you on that. And I, and I definitely think part of that is is yeah, I, I would agree. Breath of the Wild had better characters. I like the characters of Breath of the Wild more. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that unlike Tears of the Kingdom, like Breath of the Wild, you know, you learned about the champions, like Mifa, Yonobo uh Riju and who's the other one? Rivali. Like you, know, you right?
0: meant Urbosa. Oh about, Arb- yes,
2: Yeah, Arb- yeah, Arb- yeah there's Urbosa too. Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like you're learning about the champions. You're getting to know the know them and their relationship with Zelda and Link <laughs> <Mipha> and Mefen <Link>. like <laughs> anyway um but and yeah like you're learning about these characters and the the relationships they have with Link and Zelda plays a part in in your adventure in Breath of the Wild whereas in Tears of the Kingdom yeah it's cool you're getting the sage you know you know you're getting the sages power the sages the the old sages are basically passing down their power to the new sages but you know but you know i'm like who the heck are these sages why couldn't it be like the champions or something like that why didn't they just have the champions also be the sages like i don't know yeah the sages i didn't really care too much about like i liked Ra- like obviously raru and uh his sister uh Min- minera obviously you know they were cool but you know they they they, they just had bigger parts but the others I didn't know who these people were. I'm like, who are you people? Like Patrick, who are you people? Like, give me back my Mifa. <laughs> like, like, why couldn't Mifa be the, be the sage of water and have her pass her power on her, on her little brother, who she had a very strong kind of connection to. So, so yeah, yeah i yeah, I feel like the champions yeah I, yeah. I definitely feel like the characters in breath of the wild were more interesting. And I, I do agree. I feel like, I feel like Zelda's art was stronger in breath of the wild. But then Tears of the Kingdom, her art comes full circle. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that scene. That scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get to that scene. Yeah, oh, it comes... no
0: shade on her Tears of the Kingdom character. It's just like I said, Breath of the Wild, she was so transformative. Yeah. Whereas in yep. Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. like, she always had it in her to do what she had to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's a part two. It's a part two. It's basically mm-hmm. her coming full
2: circle. Like, taking what she learned. In Breath of the Wild and applying to the current situation in Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I know what I gotta do. Now's the time to do it. Bam. hmm
0: So uh do you guys want to talk about that scene?
1: Uh, oh my feel- god.
2: Do I feel like crying again?
1: <laughs> oh man, it it's intense, it's uh, do I you- don't know. I don't have a box of tissues with me right now. <laughs>
2: Spoiler, major spoilers now. If you have not beaten the game, this is your final warning. Major. No, we're rise. talking Endgame. We're
0: major talking Endgame now. Endgame.
2: Get out of here if you were avoiding spoilers. You, you guys are awesome, but get out of here if you're, if you're, if you're avoiding spoilers.
0: Okay, you can let loose.
2: Oh my gosh! As soon as I knew what she was, do- as soon as I saw that she was gonna swallow the rock and turn into the lion dragon, I. Lost it waterworks yep. Yep. i was thinking no 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 no, they're not doing this no 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 no, oh, she did it waterworks, waterworks, man
0: you know once um Nehru brought it up like in the lab, I was like, oh so that's where we're headed like I I just kind of had a feeling that's where we were going, you know, and I wasn't surprised Zelda did it, but I wasn't ready for her to cry as a dragon, you know what I mean. I wasn't ready for that. They, I,
2: I give props to Nintendo that they had the balls to. I, I don't like Zelda didn't technically kill herself per se, but like she was, be, but like she basically she let herself sac- go. Yeah, yeah, she basically sacri- yeah, she basically sacrificed her well being. She pulled a Sora at the, and she she pulled a Sora. She basically mm-hmm. pulled a Sora. Yeah, I like Nintendo had the balls to do that with the titular character, and like I, and this is one of the, like I always liked Breath of the Wild Zelda. But like this scene just goes to show how far she's willing to go for not just for Link but for Hyrule and mm-hmm. like tears of the kingdom like really cements why I love this ver- this version of Zelda and I think it, it, it's the strongest. Like Skyward Sword Zelda is really up there but yeah, Breath of the Wild just inches her out just a little bit.
0: I would agree with you. Ocarina of Time Zelda is my number 2. Cause I mean, okay. you,
1: you, same, you, same as mine.
0: We we uh, we discussed this Kokiri on on, on one of our previous yeah. episode, but you can't beat the uh, the uh, ninja in the shadows, Zelda. That's tough to beat. But they really, yeah, okay. <laughs> they really do it. They really do it. Kokiri. Uh, any of your thoughts on that scene?
1: Honestly, I was emotional. Like the fact that like what happened to Zelda, like transforming to dragon. I was, I honestly kind of felt like i wanted to tear it because i because they're mentioning like in one of the scenes like you know like if you do this you know you're not coming back at all and i'm just like there's no way you know so the fact that she turned into that light dragon i was like no like this is not happening at all it's like and the fact is like you know like i was like you know because you know like how like in some movies like you know like like "No, no 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 this can't be like like there has to be a way we can fix it there has to be a way there has to be a way you know. Mm-hmm. and i felt determined to like like no 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 no, this cannot be true this cannot be true i wanted to save her like it just felt like skyward sort all over again like i wanted to like go find her because it's like in the trailer it's like link you must find me i was like i want to go find her but she's she's right there in the fucking sky flying around <laughs> like, just, like i just i just want to go on my
2: iphone and do the do the share my location thing and feel like i'm here i'm here zelda
1: guys like, talk to me but, but like
2: All to my iPhone.
1: But honestly, you know, like, when the ending happened, like, you know, I I, I felt relieved, and I was, like, happy, like, you know, like, like, he got on my link, like, good job, buddy. Like, you got the girl. You saved her, you know. You, You did your part.
2: Yeah. Yeah, sticking with the, yeah, sticking with this dragon scene, like, like, this doesn't just apply to the dragon scene, but to the world and the story in general. I don't know if you, I don't know if you both would agree with me on this. But it felt very much like a Miyazaki film. Like the story, the yeah. world. But the, it felt very reminiscent of something that Miyazaki would have, would have written and creative. And this is why Studio Ghibli should make the Zelda film. I'm just saying. I, Ghibli should make- I,
0: I couldn't agree more. Every time I see the rumored like Netflix is going to do, I I start puking spontaneously. Uh, yeah, no, no, uh, Stu- Studio Ghibli would absolutely knock it out of the park. And I agree with you that this story did feel... Like a Ghibli film, you know what I mean? The whole dragon scene is something straight out of a Ghibli film, you know? Yeah,
2: Final Battle, which I, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like that Final Battle, I'm like, oh, this is Miyazaki. Yeah, okay, this
0: we need, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that. Let me tell you, this was mm-hmm. the thing, and then let's talk about this Final Battle sequence, and then I want to get into Game of the Year, kind of final thoughts on Game of the Year to wrap that up. But yeah. as far as this ending sequence goes, let me tell you why it stuck out to me. Cause do you know what the ending of Zelda games always is going up? You go up top of the tower, top of Hyrule castle. You're always ascending skyward sword. You go into the freaking skies. You're always ascending. Right. And I feel like that's a video game trope in general is as you're mm-hmm. approaching a final boss, you're always ascending this game. You descend into the depths of hell. Yeah. And I play, I was yeah. playing it. Because, like, Yuko Kiri, once I saw the dragon scene, I was like, I can't go to sleep. I have to save her. I have to save her right I, now. Seriously, so, I was like, I can't sleep at all. You know, I'm like, what that, is like, it? Same thing happened to me. So, I'm. it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm descending into the depths of hell to go fight Ganondorf. And I'm like, yo, I'm actually spooked. Again, I like all my Zelda games with a twist of horror. So, going deep into hell, I was like, this is what I wanted this is what I wanted. And talk about mixing it up, man. Holy oh, hell.
1: absolutely. Yeah. And speaking, of, and speaking of Ganondorf, can we give a lot of... Can we give a big, massive shout-out to Matt Mercer mm-hmm. providing the voice for Ganondorf yeah. himself? Pepper- Honestly, he did a really great job voicing the Demon Nailed King it. himself.
2: Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Also, Here, Ganondorf... Uh,
0: you guys keep going. I'm just going to refill my water. I'll be right back.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Of course. Okay. So, um... on the, Okay. So, Ganondorf... So I don't know about you guys, but I thought I thought this is the most challenging final boss fight that we've gotten in a Zelda game in a long time. Like She's I- just
1: saying that because she's sipping for him.
2: Oh th- no! That is not
1: <laughs> no. 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 okay.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Kokiri's just teasing me because he he didn't die once to Ganondorf, and I got my butt kicked a lot. But a lot that had to do with the fact that I was unprepared. Like <laughs> this is, how
1: is It's true. Oh. It's true. I actually, I'm I'm actually not, I'm actually, am telling the truth. I actually did. Uh, when I first fought again in orphan the game, I actually did not die a single time. Yeah, I'm not joking.
2: Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Lady, I was just saying, I was just telling <laughs> the audience. I think like, I think this is the most challenging final boss we've gotten in years. I like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What was the last time that I struggled? Cause I got my butt kicked. Multiple times. And I know part of that has to do with the fact that I was not prepared. I did not know about the Sundalion dishes. So I went straight for Ganondorf, having all these broken hearts. And and I remember starting the battle thinking, okay, you know, Flurry Rush, you know, Perry, Flurry Rush, Perry. And then he hits you, and he's breaking your hearts. And I'm like, that, that was when I was literally like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> like.
0: Well, I, yeah. I, so, I loved it because the game is forcing you like, no, you're going to learn our combat. And you're, yeah. the, you know, and you need to, pre- like, again, it's not just about being good at combat. You brought up the, uh, the dishes. You need to be prepared. You need to be resourceful. You know, yeah. it was really. I, I, I've been without no Sundalion dishes. And it was so bad.
2: I was getting so frustrated at the point where I'm like, screw it. I left the fight. I restarted my save. I re- I reset, the- I reloaded my save. And I went back and I farmed Sundalions, which I hated because I hate farming. I went back and I barned Sunday Lions. I made some dishes. It wasn't enough. I think I only had like five dishes, but I, that was the best I could do because I was getting impatient. I, my, I wanted to finish the game. So I went down and I continuously got my butt kicked. First phase, I figured it out. Second phase, the life bar. It just keeps going. And I'm just like, oh, oh gosh. <laughs> and then the clothes start showing up and then keep, keep my Ganondorf. Oh yeah. Not, not only, not only does he, does he, does he shuffle up his weapons? Oh no, no, no. Not only that, but guess what? This man can flurry rush you. Not mm-hmm. only can you flurry rush him, yep. he will flurry rush you. And the first time he did that, I was literally, I wanted to cower like a child. Like, oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. The second phase, in my opinion, like first phase, you'll you, you learn it. You'll learn it. But then second, second phase was brutal. That was a test. That was a test, huge improvement over Breath of the Wild's final boss. Huge improvement.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Breath of the Wild's final Good. boss gave me no trouble. I died the first time. I fought Ganondorf. And the second time, he it was like it was like it was like cinematic. He had me down to like a half heart. I was like my palms were sweating. Like it was it was so perfect. I will say though I- the dragon sequence was really easy, but I almost welcomed that. Because, you know, palms sweating. It's like 3 in the morning. And I was like, yeah, I like I could do this. But it was still, yeah. even, even though the dragon sequence was pretty easy, it was still fun to play. And it just felt so right. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I don't mind a final boss being tough. Or, sorry, I don't mind a final boss being easy. As long as they make it cinematic and as epic as possible. I feel like there's a good balance. I feel like... Either a final boss is going to be pure combat, and it's a pure test of your skills as a gamer, or it's going to be easy. But we're going to make this thing epic and mm. awesome. And uh, and uh, Landy, Landy, you're also playing Final Fantasy 16, so you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about with some yep. of the bosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. It's kind of it's 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 kind of a same thing with that game. Not to not to go off on a tangent, but it's kind of a same thing there.
0: Yeah. So uh, in the spirit of that. I think it's time to discuss whether or not we believe this game is Game of the Year. Or if it's worthy. I think we all agree it's worthy. I think that's a layup. I don't think anyone here would disagree with that. But do you think Tears of the Kingdom will be Game of the Year? And why? Of course, look, there's no like official Game of the Year, right? There's no way to objectively pick it. But is this Game of the Year to you? And Why?
2: I would say it. it I would say it, it's game. Of, it's game of the year. I, I would still say it's game of the year. And like, not not just for my own personal bias. Like, I'm a huge Zelda fan. Like, like, like if there's one series I love as much as Kingdom Hearts, maybe sometimes even more, it's Zelda. So I would say it's definitely game of the year for me based on that alone. But also, I feel like this game just ha- has had such a huge cultural impact. Not only has a bit, not only has it constantly. Won the quote, quote award for like the most anticipated game at the Game Awards, but yeah, I, I just feel like I just feel like compared to other the other game the other games that are gonna most likely be contenders, I just feel like it's gonna have the biggest cultural. I just I just feel like it's gonna have the biggest cultural impact impact out of them.
1: How about you, Kokiri? I would definitely say yes, without a without a doubt, and the reason why I say that is because. You know, I want to go back to what I said earlier from what uh, from Mr. Anuma's speech, you know, from the game Awards of 2017 to where he wanted to put all his energy into making Zelda games and pleasing the fans, which of course, I feel like that him and and um, uh, the other man who also made this game, who was also on the stage with him, Mr. Fubayashi, like, you know, they worked really hard on this game, so big shout out to them. Big shout-out oh. to Mr. Anuma. Big shout-out to Mr. Fubayashi and the, and the team. They worked so hard. This is totally a game of the year.
0: So, I believe it's worthy a game of the year. But I'm not sure I would give it game of the year. It's definitely worthy. The only thing I think it has going against it, really, is that this was a game that was... It's standing on Breath of the Wild's shoulders. And what I mean by that is, there's a lot in this game that was in a previous game. Now, that doesn't make a game bad, worse, or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. there were a lot of assets that were reused, mechanics that were reused, items, aesthetics, any way you want to put it. There was a lot of recycled things here. And again, I'm not saying that disqualifies it. I just think, and again, I think the only games I've played this year that could contend are FF 16 and street fighter six. Cause I think all three, just between those three tears of the kingdom, street fighter six and FF 16. I think all three of those are going to shake up their respective genres. And again, we got more games that are dropping this year, like Spider-Man two. And you know, I, I don't know if there's any games I've missed that could be game. year D- or- worthy. Diablo four? <clears throat> I know a lot of people are having fun with, but personally as someone who's, only about 45 hours into FF (laughs) 16 only only, only, um, compared to my like 85 on tears of the kingdom. Um, the thing about FF 16 for me is that the whole thing is from the ground up. And it's another one where it's like, it's trying to change the series that it's a part of forever. And it took a lot of risks that got it a lot of, um, scrutiny before it ever came yep. out, you know, people were like, you know, you, you've seen it out there. People say it's not a real Final Fantasy. People said the same oh, thing about Zelda oh. when Breath of the Wild came out. It's not a real Zelda. You know, this is the discourse you're confronted with when you do something different like this. But to me, I think as of right now, I'd pick FF16. I'd put Tears of the Kingdom over Street Fighter VI, as amazing as I did find that game. But to me, right now, I would give it to FF16 just because for me even though gameplay is the first thing i come to i'm a combat guy like the best thing about zelda to me was the exploration you know what mm-hmm. i mean but yep. ff16's combat to me is just so fluent addictive beautiful and like aesthetic so to me that's my personal preference so i'm a little bit more lenient on ff16 and also oh yeah i do love a good story and i do love a good character arc And man, FF16 is full of that. Oh, yeah. So just based on my own personal preferences, I would give it to FF16. But if I were to try and give it some kind of objective viewpoint, the only thing I could really bring up is that a game like FF16 is completely built from the ground up. And, you know, better hardware doesn't mean better game. But FF16 is a more Capable game, if that makes sense. Yeah. However, kind of I would just want to finish with the last thing I would say is Tears of the Kingdom is a masterclass of doing more with less. So that's a point in the Tears of the Kingdom column. So that's just yeah. how I feel now. Maybe I get to the end of, of FF16 and I feel differently, but that's how I feel right now. But whether or not yeah. it's worthy of the game of the year, I think there's no question about its worthiness. But based on my own personal preferences, I think right now I give it to FF16.
2: Yeah. I mean uh, yeah, I mean honestly, like, you know, I've, yeah, Tears of the Kingdoms personally, my game of the war uh, game of the year. If Final Fantasy Sixteen kicks its butt, I'll be happy for it. Um yeah, I, I just finished the game. I thought it was amazing. Uh I'll be going into my full thoughts later.
1: But <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> like I said, but, I, I can't say anything about Final Fantasy Sixteen because you know no PS five.
2: Yeah, yeah. But one but, day,
1: one day, one day when one I one day we'll see.
2: Yeah. But yeah, I totally get. yeah, I totally get what you're saying, Landy. And you know what? It's really interesting you bring you bring you bring that up, Landy. That Final Fantasy XVI is a game that that is um it, it's built from scratch up because like I don't know if you'd agree with me on this, but like personally, like I know this, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but personally, I felt Final Fantasy XV was okay. I just felt like it was okay, and like one of the impressions that I got from it was that it really felt like they were trying to pick up the scraps that were left behind from versus thirteen. And they were just trying to make something new instead of just making something come. Whereas Final Fantasy 16, like, it feels like it was made specifically for Final Fantasy 16. Final Fantasy 15 felt like, oh crap, versus 13 happened. We just waste a lot of money. What are we gonna do with all this? Eh, Let's just make Final Fantasy 15 out of it. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So, so yeah, yeah. I personally believe 16 was a huge improvement over 15.
0: Look, I'm someone who I enjoyed Final Fantasy 15. I think it's a good game. I think if it wasn't a Final Fantasy game, it actually would get more praise, but because mm-hmm. it's part of the Final Fantasy series, it's just held to and a I'm, higher standard.
2: Yeah, even if it was just a, a, a spin-off to Final Fantasy, like a Final Fantasy spin-off game. If it wasn't 15, I think it would have been praised better. The fact that was The Final Fantasy 15 and and also I think yeah, that was the first real that was the first console mainline Final Fantasy game they got since 13 and we all know how thirteen turned out for a lot of people, so
0: no, <laughs> so you're yeah, not 16- wrong. And they put they yeah. put it all on fifteen—the animes, the movie, the promotions—like they staked it all on fifteen, which was confusing to me because, like you, you know, you could observe, like, hey, this is like a game that was made from the scraps of a canceled project. And again, I think yeah. bringing up comparing it to FF sixteen, where it's like, no, this is from the ground up, been made with a singular purpose. And a singular vision. Mm-hmm. And again, I liked 15. I thought it was pretty good. But I'm not sure it would even be in my top 10 Final Fantasies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though I do yeah. like if the anything, game. If anything,
2: Final Fantasy 15, I liked, I liked the main cast, like the Choker Bros. I liked them more than I liked the actual game. Like, yeah.
0: Like, like I An example so of strong character arcs, but a weak plot.
2: Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So 16 really needed to have a good comeback. And I think they were smart to bring Yoshi P on because Yoshi P did that for 14, like 14 first launched and it was a dumpster Mm. fire. Yoshi P comes in, he saves 14, makes it one of the greatest games of all time. Landy, you you, you can just (laughs) preach it in the choir, Kai. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so I think bringing on Yoshi P to, to make 16, which had to be a huge comeback title after the disappointment of 15, Was super smart, and I think 16 was a really good. Hey, we're sorry, we screwed up with 15. Here you go, have fun!
0: Yeah, and it's like he's the hot hand at Square Enix right now, you know. Mm -hmm. Him and Nomura, him. I mean, Nomura's been a hot hand since the late 90s, man. Yeah,
2: true.
0: (laughs) By the way, by the way,
2: Nomura had nothing to do with 16. Stop saying that. Nomura had nothing to do with
0: 16. I couldn't be happier that 16. Just went balls to the walls, Final Fantasy, and a Final Fantasy fan knows what that means because I'm close enough to the end game to see to see it all bleeding in. Oh, where it's like, yeah! Hmm, people need to see like the the craziness is not a Namura brand; it's been the Final Fantasy brand the whole time. Yeah, as I was saying earlier, Kingdom Hearts
2: Kingdom Hearts technically ripped off Final Fantasy with their bonkers lore, lore which which honestly I appreciate that because I feel like it makes up for the fact that. They leaned so heavily into the Disney side of the fan service. It's like, okay, we're going to give you more Disney fan service, but we're going to go Final Fantasy bonkers with character, drama, mm-hmm. and, and, and lore.
0: And it's so funny, too, because it's like, if you look at interviews and, like, behind the scenes, Nomura is actually the guy trying to keep it simple. Like, when he was making Kingdom Hearts 1, his original idea was to tell a very simple story, but then Sakaguchi, the creator of Final Fantasy, came to him and said, "No, Nomura you got to do you. You got to you gotta go crazy like you do with Final Fantasy. Trust me. <laughs> and he took Sakaguchi's advice. And then with FF7 Remake, Nomura's the guy who's like, yeah, I think we should keep this as close to the original as possible. And then Kitase and Nojima are like, no, let's change a bunch of stuff. And Nomura's <laughs> like, okay, let's change a few things. You know, and it's, just, <laughs> it's just funny to me that like behind the scenes, he's the guy trying to like play it, not like I don't want to say normal because he most certainly is not and his oh, style no. most certainly is not, but it seems like he's trying to play it a little more toned down than all the people around him. But public perception is like the opposite. Public perception is like he's barging into storyboard meetings going, no, turn that panel upside down. When like, it's just- No, no. is no, the me. type of guy
2: Nomura Nomura is the type of guy who wants to teach first graders addition subtraction and everyone else is like, no, no, let's teach them algebra.
0: (laughs) They can handle it. Algebra. Yep. But either way, um, I'll say this. I think Tears of the Kingdom, even though I'm more preferable to FF16 and think that deserves it, I think Tears of the Kingdom will win it at like the game awards and all those big showcases. Primarily because of something, I believe you both said, was just its overall cultural impact. That's yeah. so strong. Yeah, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I yeah because because I feel like because even it's it's kind of interesting. Like I saw this on Twitter. Uh, this was before Tears of the Kingdom came out, where like you know a lot of a lot of Zelda a lot of Zelda fans obviously played Breath of the Wild, but Breath of the Wild attracted non-Zelda fans like a -hmm. lot a lot of a lot of Zelda fans nowadays their first game was Breath of the Wild and I feel like and I feel like to have a series that's been going on for so long and to have them make a game that can that not only appeals to their veteran players but is also like hey new hey new players you know you you know look at this you should try us out because a lot of open world players who probably had never played a Zelda game before they saw it was like oh open world sure let's give it a shot Mm -hmm. and they loved it and and their love for Breath of the Wild got them to try all their games in the series.
0: Yeah, it's Breath of the Wild actually is a very good introduction to Zelda, just because it's a new, it's a very new direction. So people who mm-hmm. go backwards, they see like, oh wow, these used to be different, you know? Yeah, and it gives them a new appreciation for both. But again, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. These, I know. Uh, Al Numa said in an interview that like. That open world is going to be like the 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 norm for Zelda going fo- going forward. So that's going to be the, that's going to be exciting. What they're actually going to do with it is a good question. Um, yeah, per- yeah personally, I wouldn't mind if they if they went back to linear Zelda's either, because I feel like that would because I feel like if they kept if like open world remained the norm, I feel like that would make Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I don't want to say less special, but I feel like part of the reason they do stick out is because they are so different compared to other Zelda games. So I would not be opposed to them going back to like I'm I'm just throwing a, a throwing out on the table o- Occurring of time like kind of formula or something like that where like heavier on plot you know maybe you know you know maybe dungeons are like in any order they want you know such like that if anything the one thing that I miss the one thing that I miss from past Zelda games I'll be honest I miss the item inventory like I miss I miss the shot. I miss I miss the meter like this just be nit- nitpicky this is my nostalgia. My side kick it I Love Tears of the Kingdom, love Breath of the Wild, but there are certain things from older Zelda games that I do miss, like the inventory with, with, with all your different items. I kind of miss that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot about the old Zelda I miss. It's a it's a different thing now. Doesn't mean it's better or worse, but it is mm-hmm. a different direction these days. Um I think from here, if they want to keep it open world, then this should be the end of this saga, and they should do a new art style. You know, have it take place like five thousand years in the future, so Hyrule can look completely <laughs> transformed. Because like, we can't run around this this Hyrule a third time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think so.
2: I feel like lightning striking twice. I th- I feel like lightning could strike twice, but a third time, I don't know. I don't think I don't think a third game in this Breath of the Wild saga is really is is, is really gonna hit. If anything, if they want to do another game in this world. I feel like the only thing they could really do that could work is another Hyrule War- Warriors game that takes place like in the past when Zelda goes back in time.
0: No, listen, if we're going to get fan service, here's what I want. It'll never happen. But if they want to do open world and mix it up, what they should do is create the Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask into a trilogy and have the third game be modern graphics, go back to that art style create a bigger version of that Hyrule, like take oh. that template and super yep. expensive, like instead of just Hyrule market, you now have this whole castle town and maybe that's where Link gets his house. But it's like, that's my dream. It's like, you really want to, like, I would yeah, it. It, it would just be like the be Hyrule
1: down castle town from Twilight Princess.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I,
2: I would totally down for that. Also. <laughs> yeah, and also like, even though it's not my favorite art style like the Twilight Princess style it's not my favorite art style just because for me Zelda games have always like in terms of tone like I feel like my favorite Zelda games have always had that sort of like Disney-ish tone where like there's a lot of like charm and like lighthearted humor but then there's also a lot of drama and such like that and I yeah and so and so for that reason being like I feel like Twilight Princess is not my favorite art style but with us having Skyward Sword, Breath of the Wild, and Tears of the Kingdom back-to-back like cel-shaded Base graphics i would not be opposed to them going for a darker art style like like that tech demo that they did when they showed off the wii u i would not yeah. be opposed to them going to a, to a more realistic art style like i'm i'm kind of feeling like you know what i've had my i've had my cartoony zeldas i've had my bright colorful sty- styles I, I might be okay with that's going a little more realistic next time just not like god of war like super no, like realistic no
1: i don't think do that mm
2: yeah, no no no. That I couldn't see. I couldn't I could see that. Like at that point you might as well make a live action Zelda movie.
0: Yeah, and good luck putting a Zelda plot in in a ninety minute runtime. Um I just I don't know. Maybe I'm a hater. I, I just don't see how a Zelda movie could work. I think if you're gonna I, do it, it has to be like a show. Um I will say, I, you
2: know, I actually wrote a script in college. <laughs> I actually yeah, wrote a, I, I actually surprised. wrote a movie script in college. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I don't know if it's good.
0: I don't know if it's good, but it's it was—it was like Better than pages. anything Netflix can do. I'm confident I, I, in that.
2: Hey, if I ever get a Patreon, maybe I'll post that. <laughs> make that, like, <laughs> make, make that make, like, hey, you guys want to read my my script? Actually, I don't even know if I still have that. That might actually be floating around in cyberspace, which kind of sucks because I was actually really proud of that. It was like 100 pages. I actually got to the end.
0: Oh, you got to hunt that down. I know.
2: Because I, I did everything, like. I I feel like I feel like I did the best I could to condense a Zelda a Zelda plot, and I also ripped elements from like all these different Zelda, all these different games.
0: Ooh, so like a merger. I'm into Kind that. of, yeah. i like I'm into made that. Zelda, But I will say, I, the thing I miss the most from a traditional Zelda, Link's little helper.
1: I miss compar- that. The no companions, yeah. I, I miss I, that. I, 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 oh man.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: I'm, I miss them. I miss it when Navi used to say, hey, listen.
0: That's the thing. I, I, also, I have a love for Navi. I know she's a meme with the hey, listen. But listen, when you're playing Zelda for the first time and you're like eight years old, her yelling hey, listen and telling you exactly where to go. Ex- exactly. My, I don't know. She's my girl, yeah. man. She had my back when I was a little kid who didn't know what the hell he was doing. You mm. know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I still say Minna's still number one companion, hands down.
0: Minna's yeah. number one companion after she transforms back. Much as I love the little gremlin.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, Minna. Minna was great in terms
2: of like you know character arc and, and such like that. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like like people that are like, "Oh, Navi's so annoying." It's like you have to remember when Ocarina of Time came out. That was the first 3D Zelda. There was no foundation like now na- like nowadays if we play a 3d zelda in like twilight princess we already know exactly what to do a is all your actions b is your mm-hmm. sword the other buttons are your items but like we didn't know that when upgraded time came out we had no idea and the and the developers knew hey this is brand new players are gonna have no idea what the heck they're doing we need to give them a guide so navi the fairy taught and taught, taught players these brand new mechanics and this brand new style of zelda and Yeah, I was like seven when the game came when the game came out. So oh oh, wait, no, I was six. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, I was like I was in the first grade when it came out, and so yeah, 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 me, yeah me, me being like almost seven years old playing this game, and like oh my gosh, if Navi wasn't there, I'd be lost as hell.
0: Holy hell, Kai! You and I are the same age. Hey, (laughs) look at that.
2: Hey, are we? Were you born ninety two? Ninety two, yeah. Hey, let's. Hey, let's go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. What's your birthday?
0: Actually, just passed June fifteenth. Oh yeah. Let's hey, go. let's go.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go. Okay, I'm a few months older than you. I'm a. I'm a February baby.
1: Y'all are both older than me. Oh I'm damn! I just
0: lost. I just lost seniority on my own podcast. This is embarrassing. <laughs> uh,
2: yes. I'm. I'm a dominant. <laughs> Landy, you know what? I, you know what that's referring to. <laughs> yes.
0: I guess that makes me a bear. <laughs>
2: and actually that sounds really bad out of context nobody clip that (laughs) (laughs) if any of my community members or mods are watching this they're going to clip that out of context
0: (laughs) they always do that uh, but um yeah you know it's there's a lot the zelda series could do from here but it's obvious the next game just it has to be something different Again, Mm -hmm. they'll never do my idea as much as I want it. Maybe they'll pay some other studio to do it. But I don't know. I would just I don't want them to studio. I
2: I I don't trust another studio to to handle a mainline Zelda game. They could do a spin-off. They
0: would do a spin-off.
2: You know? Yeah, but I don't I don't trust another studio to do a mainline Zelda. I feel like Mario and Zelda, those are like Nintendo's like babies like don't those are the children that you don't leave with a babysitter. Those are the children that you take with you everywhere. You don't leave them with a babysitter.
0: I can't help but feel like Nintendo secretly resents the Legend of Zelda series because they have to try so hard, not that they don't need to try hard on Mario and Kirby and Pokemon and Pikmin, but it's like Zelda gets A little bit more love, you know what I mean? Like Zelda gets like Zelda gets made in a crock pot. All these other series can get be made in the oven. If you catch my drift.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. The thing is, yeah, yeah. The thing with with Zelda is like you know, it's just it's it's so different. Like I would say, Zelda and Metroid are two Nintendo's most unique franchises in the sense that like they're not just you know they're they're not so much. Like 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 Mario, for example, Mario. You know, you're there for the gameplay. You know, story is whatever. Princess Peach gets kidnapped. You know, you go to outer space. Whoopee! You know, it, it's all about gameplay and like level design. Zelda is gameplay, level design, world building, plot, characters, art like art direction. Like, there's just the, there's just so much more. Like Zelda, even though like Zelda's not an official RPG, whether it is or not, that could be up to debate. But like Zelda is treated like an RPG. Zelda is basically to Nintendo what Final Fantasy is to Square. It is it is like it's almost like it's almost like their summer blockbuster series. Whereas Mario Mario is like their it's like it's like it's like they're their, their Dragon Ball Z or something like that. I don't know. I'm just throwing out examples. I feel like I feel like it's something that can be made. Mario games can be made quicker and they can come out a lot more often, like like a TV series. Whereas Zelda, that's the summer blockbuster series that you're spending millions of dollars on that you want to release into theaters, you want to market the crap out of it, you want to merchandise it. Like, that's and, Zelda's
0: the summer blockbuster. And that's why I'm like, part of me thinks somebody over there hates it so much. <laughs> they're, like, it, it. They're, they're like, damn it, I'm going to work. Wh- why can't they all be like the Pokemon company and just pump them out like a factory every year?
2: Huh. Uh, they would have to be like a pretty high up on the corporate ladder because I don't know as a creative like if I could work on a Zelda game that would be like a dream job like work as a character designer or 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 or, or work as a like a visual development artist like that would be like a like a dream job oh, like I oh my
0: god the, the artists and the writers and even some of the programmers I think they all love it I think it's the suits in like the corporate yeah. meetings that are like why can't they just make a Zelda game every two years I don't get it. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> go watch the credits that last 10 minutes and you'll see why. <laughs> yeah, which, huh. which, which by the way, I was watching the Final Fantasy 16 credits when I hopped in the voice chat with you guys and the credits were still going after for, for like a good, like five plus minutes after we started the podcast. Big I, I, game. I, think, I, yeah, I, I think Final Fantasy 16 had like 20 minutes of credits. I'd have to go back because I've recorded gameplay footage for the review. Like I'd have to go back and tally up, but I think there was like 20 minutes. Of credits on Finance 16. That's why games take five to six years to make.
0: Yeah. Gotta they gotta cook in the oven a long time. Um, oh yeah.
2: They taste so good when they come out.
0: We are coming up on an hour and a half here. Um, is there anything about Tears of the Kingdom
1: that either of you wanted to bring up that we didn't bring up today? Um, I think that was we pretty much covered everything in terms of plot, story, and like new mechanics. I think we got a lot of things kai yeah i can't
2: yeah i can't really yeah i can't really think about any, anything else i would say were there any was there any was there anything that you thought could have done done better but i think we already covered that throughout yeah.
0: like i said my my biggest gripe was i think it needs stronger character arcs like i want mm-hmm. i want these characters i'll meet them in the beginning be it Tulin, link zelda R- Riju, and then i want to get to the end of the game look at them and be like wow, this is a person that is transformed before my eyes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like everyone, and again, it, maybe it's a personal preference thing. And these characters were pretty much the same people at the end that they were in the beginning. Um, but to that credit, the plot itself unfolding beneath the story being told, I thought was very good. So if I could change anything, my biggest things would be bring back a companion, Give the Master Sword a longer battery life than an iPhone, and uh, <laughs> bring back character arcs as strong as Zelda from Breath of the Wild. That's what I would mm-hmm. say.
2: Yeah, I do have one. I do have one more thing to say about Tears of the Kingdom, and this is and the, and and this is why I think it's going to win Game of the Year. Because in Tears of the Kingdom, I don't. You can't do this in in, in, in any other contenders. In Tears of the Kingdom, you can teabag. This is true. You can tea bag in Tears of the Kingdom. There you go, game of the year. Betting on all, all, all the game of the year winners, you can teabag.
1: Go here.
0: Mm-hmm. Were you tea bagging on Ganondorf when you beat him the first time?
1: Oh no 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 no! I just, I felt accomplished. You know, like it just felt like, like pretty much what I was um what I was finding Ganondorf in Tears of the Kingdom. Honestly, uh, what I found about was I took everything that I learned from Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess and put that into fruition. That actually was my key to success. Hmm. And not to mention, I didn't know you could do this, but um, I was able to fuse the Master Sword with one of my amoeba weapons. See, what I actually did was, I actually had some Amiibo weapons. Uh, it actually was the Fierce Deity Blade that I got from, Majora, from Majora's Mask. And I tried, I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to work. And I was like, landing so many hits, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm like, Hurting him so much. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. wow, I guess Amiibo actually helped me? Yeah,
2: I need to talk about the Amiibos because me, well, uh, Kokiri and I, we're like chatting back and forth about the game. Here's Kokiri getting all this cool stuff in his Amiibos and my Amiibos. I keep getting crap. And I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not using like cards or stickers. I'm using the actual figures. I'm like, come on, Nintendo. I'm tired of getting fished. Stop giving me fish and mushrooms. I don't need this. I need stuff.
0: Yeah, I honestly, first time I plugged my amiibo in, I got the bigger on sword. And I was like, oh, <sighs> it takes me back. I hate this game.
2: It takes me back. <laughs> I changed my mind. Final Fantasy 16's game of the year. <laughs> I changed my mind.
0: And on that note, um, I think it's time for us to wrap this up. Um, it's been a good time. I don't know if you guys noticed, but <laughs> I don't know what possessed me to do this. We just had empty space on the overlay. So I put my dog, Kobe in between the two of you. Ah, Kobe. Just a picture of him. So you've been yeah. hanging out with him the whole time. I hope you've he's enjoyed it. He's a handsome
2: it. boy. He's, I can't wait to see him at reconnect.
0: He's a and very, <laughs> very handsome boy. Uh, but with that said, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, I am exhausted. It's been a long day for your boy, but I couldn't have thought of a better way to end it than talking some Zelda with you two. Um, Again, guys, this is Princess Kaiora and Born of Kokiri. Please, please follow their socials and their links. I got them all in the description. Their YouTubes are tagged in the title. Uh, Thanks again for coming on, guys. This was a good time. Thank you. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thank you. And
0: on that note, we will see you sickos and normies tomorrow. We're actually doing an FF16 podcast at 2 p.m. with Joshish and Will's Word. And on that note, I leave you. Have a good night, everybody. Get some good sleep.